Ain't nobody listening to this shit. Welcome to the Beyond Our Service podcast, where two veterans with wives and kids pretend to know what they're doing in life. We look at the good, bad, and ugly and laugh our way through it all. So come join us as we go beyond our service. Welcome back, guys, to yet another episode of Beyond Our Service. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please like and subscribe and do all those things on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok. Brian has a TikTok. Um, <laughs> so, uh, how are you doing, man? Doing good, man. It's been, uh, been a busy week at work. I had uh, the guy who's been training me. He took off for a cowboy trade show up in sweet Idaho, and I got to hear all about it for the last three weeks, and he finally got to go do it. And so I've been on my own for about five days, which is awesome, because I got to bring my little dog to work with me, and it's just a blast to have have a dog at work and take him around with me and talk him. So, how are yeah. you, sir? I'm good, man. I am. Uh, I am come back from a bachelor party. Um, my friend Mike, uh, who you know, because I've been friends with him since I was four. Um, we he had his bachelor party. He's getting married at the beginning of June, so we went down to That's Gulf awesome. Shores. I flew down Wednesday and hung out. Got there. He picked me up at Birmingham, and then I drove down with him. Uh, to the beach and then drove back with him on the beach to the from the beach on Sunday and had a great time, man. That's awesome. I, I had my first rugby game this weekend. So uh, I am Very still nice. broken. I am still hurting, but uh, it was a awesome get, you know, just to get out and actually a little like, well, we really didn't have the whole lockdown crap from COVID. It did cancel rugby, though. It was one of the things that we weren't able to do because we played a lot of teams from Montana and teams from uh, Colorado. And so yeah. they took it pretty seriously. And so it was really cool to get out and actually um, do some rugby with some guys that we haven't got to play in a long time. That's two years now. So it was, it was a lot of fun, dude. I am, like I said, I'm broken. That's <laughs> Usually after a rugby game, I feel like I've been in a car wreck. This one, I feel like I was in two. Yeah, I bet, man. I've I never played rugby, but I, uh, I guess I say I've played like a little, but not like on a team. We just play a little, and I would just, I would imagine it's like football, where you just feel beat up and sore and all the weird spots that you don't really expect to be sore the next day. Yeah. You know, the one that gets me is my jaw. My jaw is sore from like, you know, hitting I guess you, you know, clench your jaw down when you hit and run and like all that stuff. And so you wake up like, why did my jaw hurt? This yeah, that is stupid. weird. Does it hurt or is it like sore? Like you've been clenching your, do you wear a mouthpiece? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah, that might be some of it, is your mouth's not used to wearing, holding that mouthpiece, and you're just clenching down hard on it like that. That's true. I don't I mean, know. I, I think about that, but yeah. 
that was the one that always gets me. You know, you, you forget about it, and then you're like, oh, yeah, I remember this happened last time. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. But, yeah, man, we had a lot of fun. We, we won one game and lost one. So we actually played two games on Saturday. Nice. But, yes, sir. So did you see the – uh... The big hoopla news um, about the tweeter. Yes, so I've been following it for a little bit actually. When he first made the the first offer, or when he bought nine point two nine point two percent of Twitter, so we're talking about Elon Musk. For those who don't know, and he is now uh, going to own Twitter. Yeah, and he bought out everybody. This is now mine. Yeah, so he he privatized it essentially. Yeah, I guess it ticked off a lot of people, which I don't quite understand why they're so angry that he bought it. But I know there's a lot of people who are not happy that he bought Twitter. Yeah, you know I don't really get it either. Um, I don't think it's. I really don't think it's the end of the world. I think that it's. You got like. Your your psychos on both sides that are like politically, um, <clears throat> because for some reason, Twitter is like a political thing. Um, yeah, you know, that's that's the one thing I don't understand. How how is a, a social media platform where you basically tweet out your thoughts a political thing? I don't get that. Like not one little bit. Well, and there's just they're so liberal. There's there's or have been. Um, it's like Facebook is as well. And so, I mean, you gotta, I would have, the only thing I, this, the only thing that makes sense to me is that you go and work for a company and over time that is, that is, you know, pretty, I guess, outspoken about how, you know, liberal they are on a lot of things, a lot of issues, a lot of social stuff. And, um, then you get bought out by a, conservative person and it's like you worry about well i worked here because of my company's values my company's this that and the other and then some dude who represents the exact opposite i mean can you imagine if like trump or somebody owned twitter for like 10 years or whatever and then all of a sudden like the most liberal dude on the planet bought buys it you know that some of those employees are like i'm out see you later (laughs) i'm not i'm not working because they think it's going to change Right, and I did see too. I just read a just read a thing on um, I want to say CSNBC. I'm not sure, but it was talking about the, the code that um, Twitter uses. Basically, when when Elon Musk bought it, he made them lock it out so that they can't make any changes to the code. So apparently, he thinks there's something fishy going on with the code and the algorithms and stuff that it uses. And he's got it locked out, so they can't make any changes to it, like any disgruntled employee. Yeah, that's so. That's the one I've, I've seen is on Daily Wire <clears throat> that um, Twitter had to lock everything down because there was like rogue employees trying to sabotage the whole platform. And oh, gotcha. They business critical. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's the end of the world. I don't think he's going to do anything to destroy, like, I saw something on somewhere. It was kind of more of like a, 
it wasn't like a super serious thing. He was kind of making a joke, but like some some people for some reason think that this like guarantees that like Trump's going to win the presidency the next election. And it's like Facebook, I don't I just don't think they're I just don't think anything's going to happen that big. I mean, he's probably going to make some changes. I just I mean, he still invested 44 billion dollars. I don't think he's going to try to just like run it into the ground. Yeah, it's still a giant investment. Yeah, he's not an idiot. I just watched that documentary on Netflix about him um, basically starting Tesla and then starting SpaceX. Um, It was between him, Lockheed Martin, and Virgin Mobile. Not Virgin Mobile. uh, The guy who owns Virgin. uh, Oh, what's his name? Um, You know what I'm talking about? Richard Branson. Yes. And basically because the government said, all right, NASA... You're going to get, remember that? I think it was under Obama where they cut NASA's budget by like billions of dollars. Yes. And basically said, we don't, we don't need to go to space anymore. If we're going to send anybody, we'll use the Russians. And that's what they've been doing is sending American astronauts over to Russia to be launched out of their rockets. And so they kind of had this, NASA reached out to all these private billionaires and said, hey, if someone can make a rocket that'll take our astronauts to space, we'll use you instead of Russia. And Elon Musk hired this, he went to a local, um, like, rocketeering group. Like, they just kind of go out on their own on the weekends, and they launch rockets and all this other stuff. And he went to one of these, it was a bigger one, obviously, where it had a whole bunch of people. But he found a guy down there, started talking to him, really liking him as a German guy, and hired him for like the head engineer of SpaceX. And the dude's like wicked smart, and they went through all this different stuff, and they went through failure after failure. But um, what they were explaining on the documentary is how different SpaceX is to NASA, where okay. NASA basically, for anything to be launched into space, they have to has to go through all these protocols. I mean, all this red tape to get anything added or uh, structural design, like anything. You're well, talking about this is NASA, SpaceX, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, of all NASA, the government stuff. Yeah. Well, SpaceX, he was like, build me a rocket. If it fails, we'll learn from it, and we'll go from there. And basically, Elon told him, we have three shots at this. We can launch three rockets. And they did the first one, it failed. But like they were saying, they learned so much from the failure that they were able to build this other rocket. The second one almost made it, but something happened with the secondary booster or something like that. And then the third one made it. And so I don't know how much money was spent, but I know he said he was running low which I don't know to a multi-billionaire what low is, but (laughs) yeah, probably right. I mean, they're still sending things to space. Yeah. But yeah, that was, uh, it was really cool to watch this documentary. And like, uh, they were talking about when NASA would send astronauts to space, it would cost roughly a million dollars per astronaut to get them into space. And 
now with Elon Musk doing it and the, and the rockets that can come back down and land themselves. Have you seen that? Oh yeah. Yeah. The rockets so can land itself. Yeah. Um, basically cut the cost down from a million dollars an astronaut to about $4,000 an astronaut now. Yeah, it's a great example as to like the power of privatizing things. I know you can't private. I'm not a huge, I don't believe that you can privatize everything or that you should, I guess. But I think it's a great example as to the power of privatizing most things. I think a lot of things could, if you could get the, the bureaucracy out of things, um, that just comes in hand in hand with the government. And government programs and just, I mean, look at the VA, look at um, becoming a citizen. Uh, that's that's a freaking nightmare that is just, I mean, I've, I've talked to employees who have families trying to, family members trying to um, immigrate to the United States. Immigrate? Yeah, right? Immigrate? <clears throat> immigrate to the United States. Yes, that, 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 that is the correct terminology, yes, sir. Oh, well, neither one of us have a good sta- uh, track record, so just... just yeah, trying to pay terrible, attention. But that, you are correct on that one, sir. So <clears throat> he, I mean, it's just insane. You you see this, it's just so much ridiculous crap. So it just saves, it's amazing. It's cool to see somebody do that there. So what do you think? So I found this statement that um, Elon Musk made today at 2.45, basically when it was kind of announced that they were going to accept the offer. To buy, to sell it, and so he said, "Free speech is the bedrock of a functioning democracy, <clears throat> and Twitter is the digital town square where matters vital to the future of humanity are debated." Said Mister Musk, "I also want to make Twitter better than ever by enhancing the product with new features, making the algorithms open source to increase trust, defeating the spam bots, and authenticating all humans." Twitter has tremendous potential. I look forward to working with the company and the community of users to unlock it. And I think that to me is the biggest thing. I mean, I remember I've seen him make some really just simple, but intelligent remarks about just free speech in general. And I think it's garbage. Just like, I think it's garbage that, I mean, even some pretty, uh, left-leaning or just different. Do you remember when they, Twitter took Trump off of Twitter? Yes. Like you even yes. had like the president of Mexico who does not in any shape, form, or fashion like Trump basically said like that's ridiculous and not okay. Like yes. that should not be acceptable. I mean, they were. it's not like he's defending Trump himself. They, there was a lot of world leaders and stuff. They were like, a lot of people were like, that's insane. Like that. No one should be able, like, they shouldn't be able to do that, you know? And and to me, it's part of the first amendment, right? That's free speech. Like it, it, it falls a hand in hand with the second amendment where people always talk about, you know, when they, when they made the first of the second amendment, they're talking about muskets and stuff like that. Whereas the first amendment, if you hold true to that, the first amendment was made for hand print presses, right? So to me, the social media platform um, is the first amendment where you do have the freedom of, of speech. And 
I remember being on an airplane when I was in the service. I was not in uniform, but I was coming home on leave. And a lady in front of me was talking about um, how we, we had just gone back into Iraq. Um, and she was talking about uh, our forces were just going over to get oil and we were just nothing but a bunch of warmongers and baby killers. Now, obviously, she came her generation from the 60s or whatever, and she still held her political views. Yeah. And I just leaned forward and just said, you know, because she was like literally right in front of me. And I said, ma'am, I'm, I'm, I'm a part of the United States Air Force. Like, the only reason that you can talk like that is because of people like me and, and all my other service members. Now, she did shut up. She didn't say anything else. But that was a hard pill for me to swallow was that that's what makes our country great is the fact that you can say things that aren't necessarily beneficial to our country or supportive to our country. And that's the same way you have to look at like media platforms and social, social media is you may see things on there that you don't want to see and you don't want to hear, but that's the great thing about free speech, right? Is that you, you can you could run down the president and say he's a total piece of crap, and you know he flosses his teeth with you know dandelions or something like that, right? But something ridiculous, and you're not going to be yeah, taken that's one of the most random things shot. I've ever heard. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Sorry about that, but yeah, Ugh. no, I agree. I I don't know where I was going with that, but just the most absurd thing that you could think of, and. I think it puts a lot of responsibility on the common public to decipher the truth and do your own research, right? And that's why everyone's like, oh, it's just they're going to spread false lies, you know, and false fake news and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you've got to do your own research. And that's what I think is extremely hard in this day and age to uh, filter out what's actually truth and what's actually just kind of propaganda and what people just want you to believe, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's I think it's ridiculous that you can... You know, we were talking about this earlier today and um, <clears throat> with some friends of mine, and he was saying he was watching some stand-up comedian on YouTube. Uh, well, it was a... He's not... Uh, it was He was at a show. He was a recording. And um, I guess he said some, said some jokes... They were offensive, um, and it wasn't like politically offensive. It was just offensive. He said the R word that me and you both are have gotten a lot Very better well. at not saying. But I guess a family got really like upset in front of him. And so, what does he do as a comedian? He's kind of that type. It's that type of comedy where he's looking for reactions and like really bra- really crass and just like that kind of reactionary, like shocking, you know, comedy. And you know, so he just goes after them harder because that's kind of what they do, and it's going to make everyone else laugh. So they they're just kind of searching for more and more laughter, bigger laughs. You know, so to the point where I guess one of the mom, like the mom of the family, got up and on the stage and like in his face for a second. And you know, it's just it's kind of ridiculous. You've got to be able. No one is forcing you to go to these shows uh, to go exactly. to a comedian's show. And you know, I get like you know. You gotta go in and maybe do some research on what kind of comedy they are, because some comedians are not. They say stuff on purpose to get a laugh, and then some are like 
Jim Gaffigan is a very clean uh, comedian. He's very funny, but you wouldn't go to Joe Rogan's <clears throat> stand-up comedy thinking it's going to be the same style as Jim Gaffigan. Like you, right? Right? Like that just doesn't make sense. So, but no one's making you go. So do some research, figure it out. And if you don't want to listen to that crap, then don't listen to that crap. I don't think there's anything wrong with not liking that type of comedy. And agreed. So just don't go. I mean, you, it's the same thing as when people have opinions, political opinions, you know, and, and I just, you're, you're entitled to your opinion. You can say what you want to say, but I also don't have to listen to it. I don't have to get on Twitter. I don't have to be able, you know, I don't have to um, listen to it. And then, and I don't have to agree with you, but I also, that doesn't mean I just like, I have to hate you. Um, but when you have something like Twitter, where everyone's going on, like they should not be allowed to censor all, the only thing, like stuff they want to censor when they have, I forgot what, I think it was when Trump, we talked briefly about this, but they have, um, like the government can't hold them liable for anything that, that is on there, that any, all the, all these people on these social media, like all like Facebook, Twitter. So I could get on there and say a whole bunch of crazy stuff and they can't be held liable for that. But like right. a, um, like a newspaper can't do that. They are liable as a company. Like if they print a news story, they could get sued if it's if it's um, false. But like I could get on and make up a complete random story about the president flossing with dandelions. I guess. Um, it, it, I agree. Yeah. And you know, yeah, they, that's a really good analogy, by the way. I thought it was really good. Yeah, real extreme. Yeah. And. Um, <clears throat> I do think that it's, it's, I don't know. I just kind of lost my train of thought. Dandelions just got me. <laughs> the, you know, it's you're tightrope to walk. It's very, it's very tricky to say, okay, because once, because they're, they're talking about censorship, right? And like censorship is a bad, I mean, it's a bad thing, right? Like, yeah, it's the opposite of free speech. Exactly. And, and if you start censoring one side or you censor one thing, and it's kind of like the whole gun control issue too, where you, you sent, you, you, you ban one type of gun. Well, now you've made the footprint to ban another type of gun. And then you can ban this gun and that gun and all these different guns. And you're, it's a slippery, slippery slope, right? And it's the same with free speech. When you start censoring anything, you're running into, then what's next? Then what's next? What can you, how much further are you going to take it? Right? Exactly. Yeah. Have you, have you read the book or I think maybe maybe made a movie of it, 1984? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, that's the thing. It's, it's, it's just that. And yes, right now it's frustrating for, um, maybe someone that's super far left or far left, they like that that the right side of people are getting censored or those, the right more conservative companies or their opinions are getting censored, but it's just a matter of time before they start like all of a sudden pushing after the left too. Um, and I kind of forgot this. This is part of that article that Babylon, you know, Babylon B. I know you do. Yes. The satirical like website and everything. Well, yeah. I forgot Twitter banned them. They got banned off of Twitter earlier this year. 
Really? Yeah, and I totally, I forgot. I remember hearing that, and I didn't really pay much attention. And then I, I was like, oh, that's ridiculous. And I, I didn't know they got, I think they got like on, they got put in jail, Facebook jail for a little bit, and then they, they're back on. But they no, apparently, no. so the Health and Human Services Assistant Secretary Rachel Levine, they mm-hmm. made a joking article calling her man of the year because it's a man in transition <laughs> to a woman. Right, and so right, I guess right. Twitter like blocked him off. Um, and so I guess Elon Musk, it says in here that he reached out to them and asked that that really happened. He reached out to us before he polled his followers about Twitter's commitment to free speech. Seth Dillon, the CEO of Babylon B tweeted, he wanted to confirm that we had in fact been suspended he even mused on that call that he might need to buy Twitter. Now he's the largest shareholder and has a seat on the board. So that was obviously earlier before he bought it. But it's, uh, I don't know. I don't think it's the end of the world. I think it's just going to give people free speech. I think it, that's his goal anyway, is that he, he wants to reduce, drastically reduce or get rid of the censorship, which means you're going to have people that do, that are allowed to say whatever they want. And it can be terrible things that I in no way agree with. Um, you know, but it's just part of it. I don't, I mean, just it's part of life. Right. You can't let something like that, not not trigger, but like, I guess it is trigger. Like just, it's just like anything in life. If someone makes fun of you, you let it go, man. Let it, let it right off your back. Like it's not the end of the world. Yeah. That, one has said something that you don't agree with or has made fun of you or, or whatever, like move on with your life and, you know, accept and know, and know it like, huh, I just, it, to me, it's just ridiculous that these people get so bent out of shape over words. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think the, um, the what is that sticks and stones will break my bones but words will never hurt me like that that era has kind of completely died and now it's everything is over everything is about emotion and um not necessarily people's actions you know and i i always say it in a like kind of a sarcastic way but like you know i can make a lot of noises come out of my face hole that say it's just in orders of words that could make someone really angry and it's really easy to do. But what I say or, and I'm a pretty sarcastic person. I make jokes across the line on jokes and stuff. And, and, but what I say, I, I try at least to make sure that it's different than what I do, that my actions, right. My actions should still continue to speak louder than my words, which is, you know, I try to, if a neighbor calls or somebody needed help uh, with moving something or something random, I don't know, whatever it is, need, you need a favor, that I, I love helping them and I love helping people. And I'm not going to just, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not an actual jerk. I just act like one or talk like one at times. And so I just, right. I do hope maybe one day we can kind of get back to that a little bit. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I really think that Elon being from, a different country, right? Yeah. Like he is, because he's from South Africa, I believe. You're correct. I was listening to, I was listening to a, um, a, uh, oh, it was, it was a news anchor and he was, he was interviewing a, um, a guy who was from a different country and he was asking him about all this, um, kind of, 
what, what, what do you think about this? And what do you think about that? And don't you believe that this is amazing? And he was talking about somebody or somebody was taken off Twitter. And he said, no, he said, this is absolute crap because where I came from, yeah, this is how it all started. And it was, and the guy was like, no, 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 no. It can't be that way. You know, this is, you know, this is amazing. And he's like, no, 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 I, I came from this. Like, this is what I left. You don't understand. You have never been in this situation. And I think, I think Elon kind of has a different mindset of free speech and what, what it yeah. does represent in this country, that free speech is absolutely the foundation, like you said, the bedrock of a great democracy, right? Yeah. So I, I'm excited to see what he's going to do with it because the man is really freaking smart. I mean, the dude, like, and I know people say that like at Tesla or SpaceX, if people, if he, if he had a disagreement with somebody or you didn't do it Elon's way, um, you got fired. And I read that earlier too. And that's what these, um, uh, the, I will say far left because that's what, that's what it is. Um, if it was a far right thing, I'd say the same thing. I'm not trying to take sides here. Right. But the, the far left people who work for Twitter were saying he's just going to come in and fire people he doesn't like. And I'm like, well, welcome to the job world. I, <laughs> I got fired from a job because the boss did not like me. And no matter how good of a job I did, he always found something to nitpick me on and yeah. ended up just firing me. And it's like, that's what we all have to face. Right. Like, you don't, you can't just go to work and be like, I'm not doing this or I'm not, I'm going to say this. It's, you can't, man. It's, it's, you're employed, right? Like, it's, yeah, you definitely have to play a game and every company's going to have a different kind of game, <clears throat> no matter exactly. who you work for. Yeah. And I, I remember people like at old business or whatever and be like, oh, he got fired because, of this, or he got fired because he said that, or the boss just didn't like him. And nine times out of 10, it was because they were terrible at their job. Right. It wasn't because they said something. It was, you know, it, well, that's the reason I got fired is he just didn't like me. No, you probably sucked. But there's, I mean, like I said, there's always that one, one exception to the rule because I, I had it happen to me. I really did. I was really good at what I did. I had other companies like recruiting me and wanting me to come work for them. And my boss at the time, like, was like, you're the worst person, I'm like, worst engineer I've ever seen. And I was like, uh, but why? Oh, okay. Like, you know, and, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's different. And I think that, yeah, I mean, you, you, not everybody's personality is going to match. And unfortunately for some people and for you, especially in that situation, you don't, you can't control that guy and he, he has the right to, get rid of whoever he wants and yep, it sucks when you get people like that, that just kind of make your life miserable instead of just firing you. It's like, just let me go. Like just either you change. And if that's not going to possibly be possible, I can't change. Just get, let, you know, don't drag me, drag this whole thing on and just make it miserable. Well, All right, man. Well, that's good. Uh, we're going to cut this one a little short. I appreciate uh, it's exciting. I can't wait to see what happens. I might actually get on Twitter and pay attention. I've never gotten on Twitter. Nothing to do with their political views. I just it's never made sense to me. I still don't really understand how it works. Uh, but we right. do have a Twitter account. Um, we just don't ever use it. 
but I put stuff on there every once in a while because it's linked to my Instagram. So that's yep, no, that. I, like, I think I will actually start a, a Twitter account myself just, just to see what it's all about. Okay. Exciting. Exciting things. Well, thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate your time, and we will see you talk to you guys next week. Later. Bye. Right. End it. Drop it. Send it. This has been the Beyond Our Service podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, review, tell your friends all about us. This show can be found everywhere major podcasts are available. And if you'd like to reach out, please head over to beyondourservice.com and let us know what you think or find out how you can be a part of the show. See you next time.